Hi, and welcome to Tuesday Talks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tuesday Talks. I'm Gibson Shamar with uh, David, as usual. We've got Gina this time and our special guest, Alicia. She is the founder of Pushing 20s and a magazine basically meant to tell us all in our 20s how to progress through life, as well as just providing a platform for us to be able to relate to other people's problems or just teach us how to move forward with powers. And well, here so that we could just ask her more about it. Hi, Alicia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Uh, so, go on, tell us a bit about uh, Pushing 20s, just brief definition. So, Pushing 20s is a digital magazine. We do not have a hard copy or a paper copy yet. We are, yeah, we're a digital magazine. We're on Facebook and Instagram. It's a magazine that is aimed at people in their 20s. But then as we started it, we realized that anyone can basically relate to it because the issues we go through in our 20s sometimes carries on to our 30s or actually start before our 20s. So initially started off and it's aimed towards 20s, but I, but we realized that people from other age groups can also relate to it. So we basically tackle each and every single issue that you would go through in your 20s. Well, what examples do you have? Um, recently, our latest latest feature piece is on does size matter? So, like, there is sort of this, there is a stigma or there's, like, pressure on both females and males when it comes to the bedroom and, like, guys have this thing that they're sort of groomed with when they're growing up that their entire worth is placed on like being like really good at sex having a good penis and stuff like that and then with girls it's like you have to do the best or the guy will leave you so it's like sort of they basically push the same narrative on both girls and boys and what basically that does is takes away the ability to enjoy sex in the moment and actually open up to your partner because you're just having the you're like communicating through walls instead of actually speaking to each other so that is currently our latest feature we recently also did an interview with um bani husseini who is the founder of soul kit she so she basically does mini podcasts and the we had an Instagram live talking about approval addiction, which I really, really enjoyed because I think approval addiction is something that we all struggle with in our 20s because we're trying to like make it in life and there's someone that is like the same age as you that's sort of, that's sort of like having like has a good job or is making a lot of money and you're not and it can like make you feel really crappy and down so yeah it was it was it's, it was really like thought provoking and i think that's the content we kind of try to get to like thought provoking impactful and we all, every time i do each article or i do something for pushing 20s i ask myself how is this going to change someone else's life even if it's just one person two person how is it going to make an impact in their lives and how is it going to make better going forward so that is how we basically operate that article you got well the first one, one you mentioned the last one you did actually got me very interested the size oh, wow. matter. 
That's very interesting to know. I'm gonna carry that knowledge on. Make good use of it. You should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very okay. Let's bring to say that here. What? What do you mean? <laughs> no, nothing. This is interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what basically? Um, what was that drive? What drove you to start this? Basically, I see that you're trying to create something that motivates people to get thing, people going. But mm-hmm. what is it that pushed you to go like, okay, I'm gonna take it upon myself to do this? Okay, so if we look at the media content from what I have seen, and this is just my personal response, this is just my personal research. So there could be more research that I just haven't gotten the chance to look into yet. So what I have seen is you have Seventeen magazine, and you have a lot of magazine aimed at your teens, and then you have a lot of magazine aimed at adults. The adults could be like. 20 upwards or 30 or stuff like that and then they have magazines aimed at mothers they have magazines aimed at like fitness and everything and those are all great magazines i'm not like taking discrediting all of them because it goes a, it, a lot of work goes into like making an issue and putting it out there so i'm not discrediting that but i realized that there was sort of like a market gap for people our age and the gap wasn't just like producing a magazine but it was also a magazine that could be vulnerable because we don't see that a lot in media the ability to be vulnerable like if our writers are vulnerable and connecting their audiences then you can actually make a difference you can actually make an impact in the long term so that's basically why i started it because i realized that no one's really sort of honoring this journey you are in your 20s and it's a really beautiful amazing journey and even if they are they're not doing it from a place of authenticity they're not doing it from a place of vulnerability and that is basically what i wanted to do oh wow okay well you got one extra customer now oh yay <laughs> <laughs> Any magazines for people our age? Come to think yeah, like if you look into it, you don't really. Nothing comes to mind. Yeah. Except for fitness, fitness is a universal thing. Yeah, it's more like everything they cater for you is universally, and there is so many things you struggle with the moment you turn twenty because it's you are transitioning into an adult, and but you're not fully there yet, and there are so many. rules that no longer apply because as a teenager you thought okay i'm going to finish school i'm going to go to university i'm going to get a good job and then you get into your 20s and you realize that entire thing was a lie just because you got a university degree doesn't mean you're going to get a job it really is the effort you put into your work and how far you can push yourself so that was that was also a journey basically we wanted to showcase Oh, get your degree and then apply for a job. But it isn't 
that easy. There are a lot of things that you go through when you're transitioning from going from university to becoming a fully fledged independent adult. There's so many processes that go on. And the cool thing about Pushing 20s is that this magazine tackles so many issues that people in our area or within that age group go through. It's really helpful. Yeah. Like super, super helpful. Yeah. I've been reading it. If you guys out there haven't gotten into it, go for it. There's so much good information, so much good stuff, and you can learn so much from it. Yeah, and the other thing I realized is in your 20s, you don't have a set plan anymore. Like in your teenager years or when you're a kid, you have a set plan. It's like you go to school, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. But the moment you become 20 and after you graduate, the, there is no plan. <laughs> Like you have, like you grow up with this plan, and then when you actually go out into the world to implement it, you realize you can't, there is nothing right or nothing wrong anymore. You just have to figure out what works for you. Oh, well, that's a tough one because I'm actually kind of going through that right now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think yeah. we're all going through that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Because, because we're like forced to be in a pandemic and the pandemic has like significantly lowered jobs. So most jobs like don't exist anymore or like there's a decrease in imp- employment rates and everything. And we just graduated now. So it's like our job prospects ended before it could even begin. But it also could be a really, really great thing because I have I have this theory and I haven't proved this theory yet, but it's just a theory in my head. I have this theory that everybody's been complaining about unemployment for like a while, like unemployment has been bad for a while, but I don't think it has been bad. I think it actually, there is, there is actually more jobs available, but we have been taught to look for jobs in like basically the old world and the old world is dying out we're not looking for jobs in the new world the new world of technology the new world of zoom conversations the new world where everything is done online and when everything is progressing we're not looking for jobs there we're trying to hold on to the traditional jobs and the laws of the universe is to always evolve and those jobs are falling apart but we don't realize that so we're constantly complaining about unemployment but we just don't realize that we're just lo- looking in the wrong place and we just have the wrong mentality mm, well some of us want to break into Hollywood from Africa <laughs> <laughs> that's not impossible yeah it's re- it really isn't there are a few success stories Charlize Theron and uh, I don't know what the name of that actor is but he was the bad guy in The Mummy and The Mummy too. Uh-huh. I think I think you're looking at it wrong because if you want to break into Hollywood, then you're basically kind of like looking at from looking at it from a very dull perspective because Hollywood is changing. It's constantly changing. Hollywood used to just be in like America, but right now Hollywood has spread out. So what you need to be looking at is just ask yourself from where I am right now, how can I create something similar to Hollywood but add my own essence and then make a difference in like the field I want to? Oh, okay. So like kind of like what you're doing. Just create your yeah. own thing. 
you create your own thing because if you're going to wait to be given the opportunities, if you're going to be wait to be, if you're gonna wait to get discovered, or if you're going to wait to do anything in life, you're constantly going to keep waiting. Life doesn't understand waiting. Life understands when you're moving, you're pushing forward, and the lessons you learn doing your own thing is something that no job can teach you. Wow. I'll take that into consideration. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, since you write a magazine, then you must have your favorite article. Which one would be your favorite? My favorite article to the to this day is me, you, and my vagina. <laughs> So oh. it was the article. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's called "Me, You, and My Vagina." Okay, what a name! So, <laughs> well, you have to like have names that draw people in because that is like the other essence of writing an article. You need something that people remember. You need something. To, you need people need to see something that will just come like catch their eye right there and then otherwise they may not read it. Ah, I see. <laughs> Catchy titles. <laughs> well, we've used a couple of those before, haven't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, it's a marketing describe. Yeah, but then can you briefly describe what that article is about exactly? Okay. So me, you, and my vagina is basically it. Talk it like talks about how women still are afraid to talk about their vaginas. Like we still feel ashamed about talking about vaginas. We still feel ashamed talking about thrush infections and thrush. Sorry, thrush or yeast infections have such a negative connotation. There's this thing like, oh, if a girl gets a thrush and an or like a yeast infection. You are dirty. You're unclean. This and that and that. And the truth is, rarely thrush infections happen from like being unclean. It's mostly hormonal imbalances and hormonal changes. The first time I got an yeast infection was because of a hormonal imbalance in my body, and I didn't know about it. And I just automatically in school they taught me that it was because you weren't cleaning yourself. So I felt very ashamed to talk about it until it got to the point where I needed to go see a doctor and. Even then, and I couldn't come to my mother and tell her like this is what's going on because I was so scared and I felt so ashamed. And then I went to the pharmacy, and she just like I got lucky that the pharmacist was a woman, and then she just prescribed me medication and everything, and I got better. And then I started digging into it when I like got into when I turned nineteen, went to university and everything. And then I started looking into it, and I realized that most women have thrush infections. Because of hormonal imbalances, it can also be stress. I know someone that actually got a thrush infection before her exam because she was so stressed about it, and that's something that people don't talk about in women because it's just automatically you're unclean or you are having like unprotected sex or you're you're not being safe, and that is far from the truth because thrush infections for women are literally like getting. A few. So I, with the aim of that article, basically what we aimed to do was kind of normalize talking about thrush infections, normalize talking about your vagina. So 
yeah, that was like basically the aim, and I really, really loved it because I, I have personally received a lot of positive responses from women that have personally messaged me and said like, I'm glad somebody talked about this because it's a real problem in society, and I really want to keep pushing that project, and I want women to be able to talk about their vaginas freely and like openly because it's just a body part, and we need to stop being ashamed of it. I didn't even think that yeast infections were caused by dirt. I thought it was just yeast somehow got in there. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow, man. So, wow. What, so what basically happens is your vagina actually produces yeast on its own. It's a defense mechanism. And basically what happens in a yeast infection is that, that those yeast, the the bacteria not the bacteria like the, I don't know what to call it like the things in your vagina that produce yeast basically gone overboard and it's just like kind of so like overreaction production of your defensive yeah like yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's an overproduction of your vagina antibodies yeah that's an interesting terminology but we'll go with it <laughs> Yes, if I'm not mistaken, like as far as I remember, this is it. But then, yeah, I need to probably look into it to give like a proper scientific definition. Sorry, what are you talking about? How did you write the article? <laughs> because we all know what, like, if you're a woman, you know what happens. You know what it yeah. feels like. What exactly, like, how uncomfortable it is. Nobody needs to go into a definition of why this happens. You kind of know what's exactly going on because the sim. If you have ever experienced a yeast infection, you know how horrible and like, like it feels. It just feels like you want. You just want to be in bed the whole day and be by yourself and deal with this, but you have to go out into the world. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I understand the struggle of women all too well already, but wow, this is just a whole other thing. <laughs> many, many, many things happen to women. Many, many things happen to women. There's like lots of things, but that's, that's one of the reasons I wrote the article, because there is so many things that happen in our bodies that, that we go through so many emotional ups and downs just because of our hormones, and nobody talks about them like nobody like one thing that really got to me was when i was doing research into all of this that i realized that there is some women that get seasonal depression with their periods and it's not just depression it's depression that drives you through suicide to suicide because of that hormonal overload that some people get with their periods and everything so yes yeah, like there's a lot of things that aren't talked about that we need to talk about from like a woman says a seasonal depression but there's also an actual condition that yeah it is an actual condition yes i forgot the name but it's like yeah so i also got menstrual syndrome but no it's just, yeah it's like basically six thousand times of what like uh, the average woman feels yeah Oh, here it is. It's called premenstrual dysphoric disorder. 
Ah, okay, premenstrual dysphoric. What? This what? Dysphoric? Dysphoric disorder. Dysphoric. Okay, yes. Wow. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Thank you for the name. <laughs> okay then. Uh, well, this is very interesting stuff. So, wow. Did, how long did you stay uh, planning this out, the magazine? Actually, we started. We we our first launch was end of January 2020, but we started planning it towards the end of November 2019, and then we spent like the entire December kind of planning it, going back and forth and everything, putting our first issue together, and then we were going. We were supposed to meet our deadline of January 31st at 8 p.m., but because we live. In, I live in Zambia, where the electricity is really bad. We actually had like a blackout during that time, and so we couldn't meet our launch date. And then we ended up launching actually around twelve or one a.m. on the first of February. Ah, oh, don't worry. Release dates are very difficult to to keep up with. There, so I, much trouble. <laughs> I feel like. They are very not that I don't think they're very difficult to keep up with. I do think sometimes like things happen and you can't make your release date, but I do think it's so important to set a date and to have one because otherwise you just procrastinate and you have all these big ideas but you never execute them. Yeah. When it comes like doing something, I think so. Just like just do it. Just do it. Like. Just dive into it, get done, just do it. <laughs> Because you're right. People have so many ideas. Like you can talk to your friends and have ideas. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. But nothing yes. is going to happen unless you actually do it. Not that you yeah. do it. You set a date because the moment you set a date, you give yourself a timeline. And even if it's stressful mm, to work mm, towards mm, the timeline, mm. you actually start doing and going after your yeah. dreams and yeah. like going after them and producing them and stuff like that. So I think that's why goals are sometimes really important. Like yes, you have to understand that nothing goes according to plan, but you need a plan. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, the part, the part of actually making it happen is making the plan. That's doing something, making the plan, setting a goal, preparing a date, and actually working towards that day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it also puts this like subconsciously puts this thing like, oh my god, I'm actually gonna do this. I actually read um this book. I actually read this quote last night um, with, from this female entrepreneur that she was like, "Success happens with consistency, and consistency happens when you set when you like give yourself a timeline, when you set like deadlines for yourself. Because if you are like nobody." has ever become successful with occasional moments of hard work and occasional moments of inspiration you do you have to keep you have to keep like going through your dream or doing what you really want to do even when the days are hard even when like you don't want to do it because that is what creates success yes innovative ideas do create success and most people have 
have innovative ideas, but you have to like keep doing it the day when you when you don't feel like doing it. You have to keep doing it when you have no innovation coming through to you, and that's what kind of like gets you successful. That's what like makes you you. It's that consistency, and some of the things that have things that help with consistency, especially the days you when you have no motivation, is to have a really cute workspace to decorate your workspace, put pretty stuff around it, have some nice smells and everything so you get excited about working you get excited about doing what you want to do instead of just like oh my god i have to like this other article oh my god i have to do this other post you have to do things like things around your work that make it exciting and you have to work with people that excite you that like when you talk to them you're like oh my god yes you are such a genius so yeah it's important to build your team because your team builds your company which builds your reputation Hey, you hear that, folks? All we gotta do is just work together, and we'll go toward our goal. But what I took from that, because I have my own blog situation thing, is just the consistency. Like, I have a question: How do you maintain consistency? Okay, how do you maintain consistency? Is you have to realize that if you are doing something that is not making you happy, if you are doing something that you feel like is not serving a higher purpose, you are never going to be able to maintain consistency. You have to have a clear reason why you're doing it. So when you're start, when you're writing your blog. Write out like take some time off from the day from whenever you can. Write out why are you doing this. Get clear like get down exactly like I am the the why I'm writing this is because someday I want like this person to feel like they read my article and it made a change in their life or it made them move them to or it saved them from the point of suicide or like it took them out of like a very dark place. Write that out and then read it every single time. Set some time away for me to work. But before you go to work cuz we have this idea that okay, I'm going to tell myself that I'm going to work at 6, that I'm going to be able to start working at 6. No, your mind, your brain needs to be wired for the 6. If you if you start working at six, you will only start working product. And this is my personal experience. You will only mm-hmm. start working productively around half six or seven because your mind is still like trying to get to the workplace. So set a, like set at least thirty minutes away, like thirty minutes before you work. So thirty minutes before you work, do a meditation. Get your mind into it, or like start your day. Meditation. Start your day with reading something inspiring. Start your day with learning something new. If you do these three things, you've already like wired your brain for happiness. You've wired your brain for success. So when you when you go meditate thirty minutes before you work, you feel more inspired. You feel more energized. And then read. Then like read the why you wrote on a piece of paper before you start your article. And then as you're reading it, imagine being that person. Being in a very dark space and like thinking about okay, what? Just just put yourself in your audience's shoes. Just like exactly what you want to achieve. Put yourself in the audience's shoes and then get another piece of paper and say, what do I need to hear right now? What would help me make my life better? What can? And then go to the second page or like turn the page over and then say, me as a writer, how can I? Give this person all of these, or meet their needs, and fill that gap, and then start writing from there. 
more inspired. You have, you'll feel like you have more direction. You can take any topic, bipolar, dissociative identity disorder, anything, but try to put yourself into someone else's shoes. Do research on your audience that you're trying to reach and see what they're lacking, whether they are in life, and then ask yourself, how can I provide that from my experiences? Or how can I do more research to provide that? And then as you're writing, you need to be focused. So what you have to do is obviously turn off your phone, turn off all your social media, not just to do not disturb, turn it off. You have to make commitment to your peace. You have to have that because you know how they say a relationship doesn't work in a third, with a third party? The work will never work with a third party because you cannot have something else influence it. It just needs, like when you're writing your article or when you're doing something, that the relationship between you and that screen should be solid nothing else should be able to break it because that's how relationships break every single right article you write you have a relationship with then 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 you can start doing the five four three two one method so you look for five things see with your eyes you look for four things you can touch three things you can hear two things you can smell and one thing you can taste then you automatically awaken all your five senses the moment you awaken your five senses you're happier you're more focused and then you can write and then if you like and but like if you're on a day that you're feeling super depressed you're feeling super low and you feel like oh my god i need to do this but i just don't know how to do this and you read your why piece and you still don't feel motivated to do it do the remember the five second rule so you know how you get like let's just say working out you know how you get inspired one moment that you say oh my god i'm gonna work out i'm gonna do my yoga i'm gonna do this i'm gonna change my life and then Mm -hmm. literally the next second something happens you go on your phone and then a couple of hours later you spend six hours on youtube instead of doing what you needed to do that's Mm -hmm. because our brain has like um our brain has like a three second rule like it has a three second gap before it changes from inspiration to destruction so within you you literally have to time yourself being like okay i'm gonna write this article but three to one start walking to the computer three to one turn on your computer three to one turn off your phone three to one start doing start like start outsmart your procrastination start outsmarting your brain you will realize you're going to become more productive you're going to become happier in life because now you're not beating yourself up about like doing the work you were supposed to do and another thing you have to keep in mind is that you can turn your life around and you can change anything in your life in a second in a moment so if you feel like you're watching tv and you have like okay i can i i want to do this you have like a moment of inspiration you can turn your life completely around and follow your heart follow your inspiration turn the tv off and just go find the desk or somewhere to put it down Mm. yeah so that's basically my advice (laughs) thank you it's very helpful that's a lot to undertake Well, all right. Uh, seeing that we run out of time here, our okay. pod- yeah, our podcast has reached its time limit. But we appreciate the guest appearance, and we hope to have you here more often. So, do you have thank you last- for inviting me. No problem. No problem at all. You're welcome. Have 
Morning Brown. Is there anything you want to say to us? Anything uh, you want I to say to I would just like um, I would just like to direct people anyone that wants to if you're interested in uh, in pushing twenties you can check us out at www.pushing20s.com and our Instagram is at pushing twenties and then our Facebook is pushing twenties magazine so just for anyone that wants to check us out or give us a shout let us know we are always open to new suggestions new ideas and. Yeah, and I hope you guys enjoy the articles. All right. Oh, you heard it here. Tune in to listen to our podcast this week and every other week. Same platform. And now we have an an Apple platform, right, David? Yeah, we do Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Yeah. So check check us out on any one of those. And check Alicia's workout, pushing20s.com. Or her Facebook page and her Instagram page. So yeah, we will see you around. Well, thank you for coming, Alicia, once again. Thank you. Uh, good luck. Thank you so much. Good luck with your guys. Media.